Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams, Morgan, Washington, D.C., I'm your host, Sarah Jane. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer and continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, and I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, educators. This will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So as some of you may have noticed last week, we did not have a show. That is because I was at the Craft Brewers Conference in Denver, Colorado. Really great conference. Some of the coverage will be coming out uh, from there in the next couple weeks. Um, Solid seminars, really great expo floor. The Brewers Association definitely delivered. Uh, But joining me in studio today is uh, Ben Hunter. Welcome back, Ben. He's been on the show before. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he is the sales manager for Denizen's uh, Brewing Company. He's very busy. You guys are expanding, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, have been planning for about a year. We are hoping to open in May. We've uh, had just a couple of setbacks, but uh, you know, nothing uh, that wasn't expected. There's always some permitting or some sort of issues that go. But uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're going to, just to plug it real quick, we're going to be kind of um, flipping the type of space we have currently, which is a lot of space for customers, uh, beer garden, all that, into more of a production facility where a lot of our space is going to be dedicated to brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will still have a tap room up front, and that'll be located in uh, Riverdale, Maryland, in between College Park and Hyattsville. So please come check us out, and we will have space for uh, quarterly beer festivals over there. There's a large green space, so really wow. looking forward to what that's um, going to open up for us. That'll be awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, definitely let us know when that goes live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, stay on the social medias. Stay on the social medias, on the Instagrams. Um, <clears throat> so the reason why I wanted to have you in is for, well, a couple of reasons. First, you're lovely. We love to have you in studio no matter what. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, so I have been doing a study group for Cicerone um, for what we've been doing this for a couple months now. Yeah, a couple months, yeah. Ben uh, started it with um, Brett Robison from Silver Branch Brewing Company, which is open finally. Yeah. So go check it out in Silver Spring when you get a chance. Um, but so we were going through some of the syllabus and we did off-flavor tastings last time. Uh, but we had been talking about the Beer Judge Certification Program. And this is a program different from the Cicerone Uh, This is more focused on just beer styles themselves and judging beer. And it gets really, really, really into the nitty gritty of what a beer should look like, what the aroma should be like, what the bitterness levels. It's it's really, really very detailed. And this is applied in all beer judging as far as homebrew competitions and the Great American Beer Festival and the Beer World Cup uh, and things like that. And previously, we had had a show... Uh, with um, uh, Michael Stein uh, and uh, Pizza Paradiso on to talk mm. about beer judging. Cool. Now, I wanted to get into what beer judging actually looks like. 
what the process is to get certified, uh, what that training looks like, what beer judging actually looks like, and you know some of your fun, quirky experiences. Sure, sure. Where should I start? So let's start with what it takes to get certified. What does that process look like? Because Cicerone, we've kind of outlined that pretty well. And you're you're certified. Yeah, I'm a certified Cicerone as well. And I'm a certified uh, BJCP beer judge. Um, so yeah, certification, um, you know, there is a lot of overlap in the Cicerone. But BJCP, as you said, is very much uh, more dedicated to uh, the nitty gritty, like you said. So there's, there's a lot more uh, that you have to kind of go into the style guidelines for. And so the BJCP provides you with these uh, style guidelines, uh, you know, as hard as it is to kind of put uh, a specific uh, guideline for a specific beer because we're all doing uh, craft beers. There's so many innovations and so many blending of styles, but we have to start somewhere. Uh, and so most of the time for these judging uh, competitions, people will try to send their true to style beers in and you have to judge, uh, you know, impartially against the style guidelines so when you're getting certified um there there's a local homebrew uh club here that that does bjcp meetings where Mm -hmm. part of the system is you need points so you can gain experience points um and uh go ahead and start gaining experience points while you're starting to learn if you're very new to beer um you can join the meetings and we will pick a style that week we'll go over it and um, taste through it and, and talk about uh, whether we think this beer would score well. So um, there is a two-part um, process. There is a written portion, which you can take online for the certified level, and there is a tasting portion. So um, there are tastings that are held um, in the DMV area, um, and essentially you'll come in and you pay a fee, but it's uh, pretty nominal comparatively to what uh, you know this is going to open the doors to you. And uh, you do about, I want to say it was three or four beers, and you uh, have about five minutes per beer, and you fill them out according to um, the score sheet. The BJCP has a really cool score sheet. Um, it's very detailed. It forces you to really uh, comment on every aspect of the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you are given a score based on um, how well you judge that beer, and also you have to be willing to give feedback. Uh, a lot of this is about, especially for home brewers, um, it's about how do they make the beer better, why you scored the beer, why you took away points. Um, and so the online portion is, um, you know, it's really asking you differences between styles. It requires you to know a different level of ABV ranges, of IBU ranges, of SRM, all these. So, uh, sorry to break that down yeah. for people. ABV, SRM, IBU. Yeah, so that, you know, knowing the range of what's an acceptable level of bitterness, IBU stands for your international bittering unit. So, um, you know, we want to know where the parameters are and whether we can find out this beer has too much hop, uh, too much bitterness, or not enough to balance everything. SRM is the standard reference method. Uh, it refers to, it's a color guide, essentially. So um, knowing that, you know, your Pilsner should not be brown um, and, and knowing the numerical range that that would cover. So, and, yeah. and, the, and the ABV is alcohol and by the, volume. And alcohol by volume. So for example here, uh, I have the uh, Beer Judge Certification Program app. And basically you can click on different styles. Mm-hmm. And so for example, Bohemian Pilsner, it has to have an IBU between 35 and 45 relatively low sure yeah and in the then, world of all the hoppy in the world crazy, of all the hoppy yeah. beers yeah srm needs to be 3.5 to 6 mm-hmm. and then abv needs to be 4.2 to 5.4 yep so you have to memorize all of these things not to mention 
the very descriptive mouthfeel, medium bodied, although di- uh, you know, can uh, medium carbonation, crisp, complex, well rounded, yet refreshing. So you need to memorize all of these things and kind of know them going into this certification. And when they ask, you know, hey, this is a beer that has this range of SRM and this range of ABV, you need to kind of work backwards and figure out what beer that is. Yeah, it's, it's very much so. Um, and, you know, it's not a, a pure memorization. The written, por- written portion, you can uh, have an open book, but they, it's timed. So mm-hmm. it's, if you really don't have a pretty good understanding and you're trying to look up every question, you're probably not going to pass. But when you are doing the competitions, you are judging, you are allowed to have a copy of the style guideline. Uh, in fact, there should always be one there um, so that we're not depending on our memory. Um, yeah. But yeah, to, to get certified, they want to see that you've taken the time to go through and at least you have an understanding of where the range is. It doesn't have to be picture perfect. But um, it is, especially if, um, from coming over from studying from Cicerone, it's very much more detailed. And even uh, knowing such things as, you know, short spears, a dark beer, you would think maybe would have a lot of roasty character. Well, actually, you know, you need to know the exceptions. This style is actually not going to showcase a lot of roast. And so, uh, you know, just because you see a color and you have an idea in your head, you have to understand, uh, you know, what styles are going to showcase what flavors. And then also as well as like what they should not. Probably almost more importantly, uh, sometimes what they should not. Now. Uh, and for those of you just tuning in, I'm talking with Ben Hunter. He's the sales manager at Denizens Brewing Company. He's a certified beer judge as well as certified Cicerone. And we're talking about the beer judge certification program and beer judging in general. So you had mentioned that when you are going to judge a beer competition, you're doing this, you get experience points, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So like how many experience points do you get per competition? Yeah, so you can get, I think it's up to one point per competition each um each it, usually it's two judging sessions, and so I do believe you get a, a half a point um, for every judging session, um, and then you know that kind of leads up to different levels of different certification. Not only can you score well and test well and taste well, but you also have to show that you've put in the time and you've got the experience points. Unfortunately, I don't know all the hard numbers of where yeah. um, of where those uh, numbers fall in, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then, as far as the judging itself. When you are in, like, for example, take us through what it felt like to be in your first, your first judging experience. This was for a homebrew competition. I'm yeah, assuming, right? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, most of uh, yeah, the, the BJCP is involved in professional competitions. But I would say if you get involved, most of what you're going to be doing is tasting homebrew, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool because homebrewers have the capacity to do all kinds of stuff. Um, but my first competition was uh, the DC Cherry Blossom um, homebrew competition. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool to not only come in and just, you know, see all these different homebrews and be excited to be like, what are all these going to taste like? But also the community that's involved. Um, and so, you know, there's tables just all set up everywhere and everybody comes together. They usually provide breakfast and they provide lunch. So it's a really fun day. Um, but then, yeah, you, you kind of sit down and you're usually paired with any anywhere from just one other person to sometimes if it's a large uh, competition, a lot of entries. You could have up to five people at your table, but um, yeah, you're essentially just kind of sitting around um, drinking with people. I usually, kind of go through it on your own, and everyone kind of scores it, and then you talk at the end. And um, you know, it's a good way because they also pair new judges with experienced judges, so mm-hmm. it's a good way to, you know, 
even if you are very aware of how to judge a beer, learn about how the BJCP wants you to score things. Learn about how um, how to apply points and, and, and how to know when to take points away and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and they, they bring the beers out just kind of in flights for you. And um, it, it's, it's a really unique experience. It really makes you look at beer in a different light. How so? Like, are you looking at different beers and how they can be improved? Or are you... Are you constantly critiquing, you know, everything you're drinking, or are you kind of constantly comparing what this beer could be? As far as you know, are you saying like this technically is labeled a pilsner, but it's not, it's not, you know, displaying as a as a proper pilsner? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like for a specific example, like what it makes me look at in a different light is, you know, when I'm doing any other sort of beer analysis, I go in, I usually smell kind of a few things, and then I pass on with aroma. But for example, the BJCP. When you come to Aroma, it says comment on malt, hops, esters, other aromatics. And all of a sudden, it starts forcing you to be like, okay, now what, if, what am I smelling that's an ester versus what's coming from the hops? And then you get to appearance. They want to know the color, the clarity, the head. Not only the head, but what, how long is the retention? What color is the head? The texture of the head. So these are some really cool reasons why I think it really kind of helps you look at it in a different in a different light um and sorry for those who are not aware esters are the aromas that are given off by the yeast definitely. yeah yeast characteristic spicy and uh phenols and fruity type esters and sometimes you know it, it's hard to d- differentiate between fruity hops um citrusy type fruity hops and then some trying to figure out what's um may, what's maybe a yeast uh, expression but at the end of the day, it really makes you actually stop and think about that. So I think that's a cool way. And I, I normally don't dissect a beer that heavily when I'm, you know, just kind of like studying or drinking or something like that. And so when it puts you in that environment, you really start picking your brain for like picking the beer apart. So for listeners who are new to tasting beer and kind of really focusing on how they're tasting, do you have any advice as far as, you know, what you should have, what you shouldn't have. You know, for example, I think it's a common misconception that you should have pretzels to clear your palate. Mm. Pretzels don't clear your palate. They sure, especially they if they're salted. Disrupt your palate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so what are some? What's the environment you need to build as a new beer uh, taster? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, and I definitely have some fun facts along the way here. So, you usually want to be in a fairly neutral environment. Um, they even recommend if you if you really want to sit down and you want to be serious about beers, you know, not wearing perfumes or strong deodorants, um, even such things as like having a cup of coffee on the table. You know, really, you really want to try to limit um, any kind of odors that can permeate out. Um, you want to have like a fairly well lit area. You want to be able to see the beer. You want to be able to, you know, see the clarity, see the color of it. And um, so I lost where we were. Where were we? We're talking about what environment are we building? Oh, the environment. So you're, yeah, you know, it's it's going to be. You want it to be brighter. You want to be able to see clarity. No yeah. smells, anything like that. Yeah, and so fun trick is when it comes to smell is uh, you know sometimes uh, you, you're sitting there and you're analyzing a beer, you're smelling, you're smelling, smelling. You can almost get to the point where you feel like you're not smelling it anymore. So um, you know you can smell the back of your hand or smell your clothes, smell a neutral object, and it'll help um, reset your palate. I think that's where I was going with the palate reset. Yeah. Um, you can have other things like such as uh, just plain coffee grounds. Um, when you go to smell these coffee grounds, they can be uh, kind of a refreshing, um, like on your on your nasal passages, and, and get them to open up and kind of go back to a neutral smell. Um, and so, yeah, I think those are like some of the good environments that you need to have. Just you know, have a good clean area, 
Um, yeah, quiet is best, but sometimes we find ourselves in busy bars. Um, but especially somewhere where also you know that the beer has been taken care of so that you know you can taste it properly. Yeah, and by taken care of, you mean clean lines, clean glassware. Stored properly, stored properly. served properly, all yeah. that. So especially if you really want to get in and, and try to find a true-to-style beer and try to use that and say, this is going to be my example of Pilsner. When I think of Pilsner, you want to make sure that it's um, tasting right and that it's been served properly and in the proper glassware and all that kind of stuff because even the proper glassware changing can change the color of the beer and the perception of aromas and whatnot. So when you have you done any larger competitions have you judged any 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 larger competitions that were a bit of a overwhelming experience for you so i i can only imagine what places like gabf and world beer cup are like i haven't ever judged anything that big closest uh, that i have come is i've done a couple professional where like maryland does a a comptroller's cup Mm -hmm. um, where that is it's really fascinating because for once you're really you're you're judging professional beer um and there's definitely a lot of entries and stuff like that so uh, that's the closest I have come, but I, I can only imagine that you know some of these uh, take. They really take some serious planning, and uh, everyone in the BJCP is very involved, and um, it really takes a lot of time and care to like set this stuff up right. So, uh, I think that's uh, a really cool thing. Yeah. Now, when you are going through the process of judging, you had mentioned that you get to give feedback, mm-hmm. especially in the homebrew competitions where you get to say, hey, you could have done this to improve that. And that requires you to understand when there's a flaw, what caused that flaw. Or when something is too roasty or something is a little too sweet or something is too high in ABV, you need to have the knowledge to say, hey, in order to avoid that and to get it closer to the style, this is how you need to change your method. Um, so what has been some pretty common feedback that you give home brewers? What is something that you kind of see over and over and over again? Yeah, yeah. And the feedback, I think it's really important. And, you know, especially for newer judges, um, I, I do really recommend that you try to give honest feedback. Like you said, it does take a knowledge of brewing science to understand that. But I would say the most common kind of feedbacks that I'm giving people is, um, you know, hey, man, really good beer or Hey, person, uh, mm-hmm. really good beer and uh, just uh, maybe too much too much bitterness or um, your I think your fermentation temperature was a little high with homebrewers. We don't have as much control over a lot of those things. So um, warmer fermentation temperatures or swings in fermentation temperature can uh, produce, un, you know, unpleasing you know, esters and phenols and stuff that can even come across like harsh alcohols. Um, so a lot of times just try, trying to say, find a way to, you know, lower your fermentation temperature or put it in a closet. Um, mashing is another problem where maybe they're over mashing or something like that, which can lend to a very dry, stringent kind of tannic quality that you'll get from the malt. Um, or just letting people know, you know, hey, this beer was a little too dark or, you know, not dark enough or just um, lacking on. It's usually minor changes, usually in the malt bill or in, you know, maybe if they put too much hops in the beginning, an early boil, and then you get a very acrid, harsh bitterness come through in the end. So, um, yeah, but then I think my favorite thing is really finding a few beers that really wow you and, you know, you don't have much feedback at all. And that's that's when you can really just tell them good job and mm-hmm. you know you kind of you kind of have to give them some sort of scrutiny because um, you didn't give them a perfect 50 but um, you just have to say you know not 
not much to change here, subtle tweaking, you know, and, and just get, kind of give your notes. But I do think that's an important part of it where, because um, it comes into the overall impression. That's the last category that you, you write your notes in. And some people, I feel like they end up just writing kind of what they thought about the beer. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it is really important. Some of these people may not have much feedback otherwise. They are they're kind of really relying on your scores or, or your uh, feedback to kind of help tweak things so. yeah, and keep improving yeah as, as keep improving brewer. yeah it's not meant to bgcp does not want to say hey this beer sucks you suck as a brewer it's always very encouraging it's always trying to say you know what can we do to help you you know understand the style or sometimes sometimes it's even uh, hey man i would have just entered this in a different style you know yeah. um this would have been great as you know uh an american wheat beer it didn't quite have the belgian spice that we were looking for for a belgian wheat beer but you know had all the rest of the characteristics so you know, brew this beer again, just enter it in a different category. category. Yeah. Now, so you've been a beer judge for a while now, but have you entered any homebrew into competition before? I have not. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I, most, most of the time with my homebrews, I, I feel I'm always over, overly critical. Um, mm-hmm. I have had a couple that I felt like would have done well, but I, I was either in between competitions at the time or, yeah, so I don't get to homebrew as much, uh, especially working in the professional career, but um, I, I do love to, and I do plan to, especially now that I've I've judged some competitions and I, I kind of know what's out there. Um, I do, I, I get more confidence every time I judge to say, hey, I really should enter something, but yeah. I do really just enjoy the dissecting and the learning and just experience in general, just experiencing the flavors and uh, experience in judging with other fellow judges. and So for people who want to kind of get started on beer judging, what's your, what's their, what's their first step? Yeah. So, um, I, I do believe the BJCP has like an online kind of like, they have some, some materials online. I would say, uh, just kind of start doing some general reading, see if you can find a club near you, um, that they will really help plug you into, um, people that are going to be giving exams. Uh, if you think that you may be ready to take one or find helping you pair with people that are going to get you ready. Mm-hmm. Um, the BJCP app, like you said, uh, is a great tool and yeah. it's on several platforms and really it's all the same information. Different users have taken it and putting it in a different interface. Yeah. Um, I particularly have an app, which I like because it also shows color. Some of them are just text. Mm-hmm. But for example, when we were talking earlier about SRM, um, it shows the color range. That's nice. But anytime you're just at a bar, you're just, you're anywhere, you just pull that app up and while you're reading along, uh, you know, you're drinking while you're reading along. And I think that really starts to open up doorways for you and starts helping you learn how to place flavors because that's another good thing about the style guideline is sometimes you might know a smell or you might but you don't know how to articulate it yeah and then it says you know may have flavors of this and this and you're like oh that's it you know that's yeah and it gives you that aha moment um what i found is like when you're looking at the app what i'll do for example let's go back to the bohemian pilsners i'll order the beer i'll look at it i'll drink it and I'll kind of make some mental notes or I'll scribble on the napkin or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like to me. This is what it smells like to me. Then I'll pull up the um, Beer Judge Certification Program app and I'll look at Bohemian Pilsner and then I'll kind of compare and contrast and that's kind of help exercise that muscle. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, once you feel comfortable at reading it, yeah, just go in and make your first impressions. Write some things that you thought stood out or write some things that maybe you thought were not to style and then you open it up and come to find out they were or come to find out that you were right. And so it either helps educate you or make you more confident. Yeah. 
or you know it'll slap you around a little bit yeah otherwise. yeah yeah <laughs> well ben thank you so much for coming in and answering some of these questions about the beer judge certification program i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me good luck to denizens keep thank us you. posted on the updates and uh we'll see you next week cheers cheers Bye.